You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We're at season 10, episode 43. And tonight we've got a wee lower league special. So I'm John, I'm your host for this evening. And for the first time since episode 2, I'm joined by good John. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Um, good to be on with you again. It's obviously been a while. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that was 40 episodes ago. <laughs> I know. It was when Kathy Jameson was on. I was a, it seems like ages ago, but it was only about maybe a couple of months ago. I well, it was, oh, it was before it was, it was before um, uh, my boy Henry was born. It was just before that. That's what I remember. I know, six months ago then. Uh, no, four months. Four months, four months. Four months. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so I, it's, it's strange, but uh, I, good to see you again. Yeah. And we're joined by our expert from the lower leagues, uh, Alex. Oh, what about that, guys? Well, <laughs> we're calling you that. Which I put the pressure on. It's a wee bit of psychological stuff with the prediction game. <laughs> Absolutely, he's putting no. under pressure. So he's there. You're, you're doing all right, though. You're, that's you back to four three now. You're, you're thriving. Well, I know that. I know that. But my mates have given me a bit of stick because I can't get my ink cooped up. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> 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 How'd you get two each? I don't know. I just said it. You know, one of the ones. Aye. <laughs> but mind you, there's been a few correct scores. Mm-hmm. Aye. Well, 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 I was a wee bit disappointed where I can I go to can I write. Know the right result as correct scores, you know, at the first couple of weeks and that kind of thing. When, when John Two was saying to me, uh, but I said, but I got it, I got the result right, and I didn't know you didn't get half a point for that because I think I'd be a way ahead if you got half a point for the right, you know, the kind of result, but know the right score. So, but I'm quite happy the way things are going. There's a long way to go, there's a long way to go. Yes, yeah. uh, we could get just we could get stuck into that then straight away, the productions game because we've got the productions for the podcast this week. We did them on Monday night. So the games that have been picked, Championship up first, Dundee versus Dunfermline. Um, he has gone for a 1-0. Donald is representing us this week. He's went, he's went for a what, a 1-0? 1-0 to Dundee. He's going. Which... See, this, yeah, this is the way, John, this is the way I look at this, right? I, I look at the teams and I look at... I'm a big believer in goals win you games, right? That's what I've always thought. I've always thought that if you can score more, obviously, and I know it sounds dead obvious, but if you've got somebody in your team that can bang in a goal, you've got a chance. See, looking at all the leagues, the lower leagues this season, and we'll come to that as we go through them all, there's nobody shouting out at me. You no. know that way? Nobody went... You know, I when I played, it was always a, there was always somebody in my teams who... See, during even the League Cup thing, when it's sections now, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. somebody... You know, somebody would score a couple of goals in, in one game and then get another one and he's on three already before the league's even started and that gives him a platform to get into the league but I'm looking at the, 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 these lower leagues this season and I'm not really seeing anybody that's got like, double figures yet and I know oh. there's only eight games going you know but you, you always think there's somebody there that can, can get a couple of goals so I'm going to slightly go against that there and I think Dunfermline will score I think, I, I think, I think they've got goals in them and they always score late goals so, um, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Dunfermline. Aye, fair enough. Aye, it's going to, like you're saying that, obviously you look back and all the go yard like Doby and Shankland who were just scoring every game. Yeah. Um, yep. Even like further down, you've got like Sir Rory McAllister who was like good for a goal a game. And there's, yeah. there's no one just now. I think the best. Nobody's not. not you're right. In the championship anyway, the best is four goals, William Boyce. 
Really? Well, I, yeah, that, that, I've got it, and I've got Declan McManus, and I've got um, the, the, the thing is as well, John. Hearts have scored what is it? Um, twenty-one goals. Twenty-one goals, and they're looking seeding any maybe five or six goals. But the twenty-one goals are split between about four or five guys, so yeah. they're sharing the goals. Whereas I would expect boys to maybe push on and get a few more, you know. But Jamie Walker's got three or four, I think, as well. Aye, so yeah, a couple of them in there. Um, that I've got to go. going away though. It's good to know relying on one player to score goals because if that guy goes off form, at least there's goals coming from all over the team. Exactly. Um, I, I can take you back to when I was at Stirling Albion away back in the 90s. I think we, we scored, I can't mind, I had 21 goals. John McQuaid um, had maybe 17 goals. Paul McGrillan had 15 goals. Um, we were scoring goals. That, you know, if I wasn't getting them, they were getting, but we were banging them in. You know, it was, I mean, nearly got relegated. So, Goals don't win you again. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to keep them out the other end, you know what I mean? Aye, it's a defender's fault. So looking at the looking at the league tables, when you look at them, the goals for and the goals against. Um, ours was something like ninety odd goals or something. Made about a hundred against. <laughs> Aye, you can't have so, value at least. You've got to you've got to give a wee bit of credit to the defenders. You know, sometimes we if you keep them out, but but you're always expecting a guy to just in your team to. Go on and race away and start banging in the goals. You know, it's, you know, and by the way, let's be honest about it. Goal scorers are the hardest thing to come across these days, isn't he? I mean, even me, David Goodwill, he's not really started well because Clyde hasn't started well. Aye. He's banging goals in, you know, John. I know. He's got a hat trick and that's all he scored. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds strange to say, but doesn't it? Absolutely. Aye. I know. I know. No. You'd think that would spur him on to get another couple of other games, but no, so, you know, I, that's what I came across when I looked at the leagues. I couldn't believe it. And we were right talking to John um, earlier on and all, but there's no much between the teams. Although when I get yeah. Brecon City for today, no bad, I don't know. I must have bumped my head before I... Can I done the same? <laughs> I, I thought the same. Be, I just thought they would get a wee, wee lift for, for no being so good the, the, the year before and, and bringing in Simon Donnelly and that. And it just didn't work. So we'll go to that league after, you know. But, yeah. you know, it's just a wee thought. Um, but uh, even if we look at League One, so we've got the the game we picked is Montrose against Dumbarton. Now I'm going to put my hands up here. I don't know why I did. I picked Montrose to do so badly because how many times, John, have we spoken about Stuart Petrie and the great job he does there? I think he's um, the best manager in that league. To be perfectly honest, with the budget he's got compared to others in the league, and every year. Mentos are always fighting in the playoff positions. I didn't have them in there this season, but I didn't have them at the bottom either. Um, but it's just such a difficult league. I mean, we're also going to come on that, but Stuart Peach, I think, is a tremendous manager. And I, I think one day he will move on for Mentos um, to somewhere big, and I think he deserves it. No disrespect to Mentos, obviously. No. But who was it that stopped uh, Cove on their tracks? Was it Mentos or Peter Head that beat them a couple of weeks ago? Um, I think, I know Falkirk beat them to end their unbeaten run. Um no. Somebody beat them. They lost against Falkirk and Dumbarton. I know that much. I'm yeah. trying to think who else they lost to. It might have been Peter Heed they lost to. It might have been Peter Heed, you know. But I don't know. Go back to Stuart Petrie, guys. It's like, uh, I agree with you. Um, I, I thought they would be kind of mid-table, to be honest. I think I think I did. You've probably got the records there. I can't really remember. But I'm not surprised at that. But I think I did say to you the last time I was on um, that, that I think he had a chance to maybe go somewhere else and he knocked it back. Stuart, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, but I've spoke to him a couple of times and interviewed him, and he's a good guy. I played against him, of course, mm-hmm. um, and he's doing really well with him. And 
you always find that you know, guys like Jim Weir, previous to him and that, guys kind of get a wee, a bit, the Angus clubs and they move them about them, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And they tend to do no bad with them, but, you know, I'm just looking at them, maybe if Dundee are they going to be doing so well this season, and I don't like to do that, because then they're obviously putting a manager at a job, but, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, team could, a team like that could come calling for him, and you wouldn't bat an eyelid for him going to, going to Dundee, wouldn't you know, you, yeah. you deserve it, you know? Because uh, obviously in the championship you've got a Martin job just now, but I think by all accounts and what I've heard, Martin Canning I think has been strongly linked. Don't know. If... Well, I can tell you that he's not interested. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> well, there you I'm go, quite right. surprised he's not been back in football. You know, because when you think of the job he did at Hamilton, he maybe yeah. didn't get the credit he deserved. He kept them up what four years in a row before he eventually yeah. lost his job. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> the, 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 actually, the, a lot of Hamilton fans want, wanted him out at the time, didn't they? And, mm-hmm. Knew the Hamilton fans are trying to. It was they the ones that kind of started the rumour about linking them with Morton. Um, I'm led to believe that he's not interested in it, but it just shows you the, the Hamilton fans. Um, maybe take them back. The new, I don't know, you know, but the way the way Hamilton acted is, but it just shows you didn't how it works. You know, you're away and then you want you back, but um, no, I, you know, I think you need your deep pockets to be. For what I'm led to believe, being a Morton manager, you've, you've got to, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to. Um, what they're saying is, is, is he's, he's kind of, you know, filled his pockets and helped his helped try to pay the other guys' wages and buy them lunch. And I mean, that, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard enough running a football club and being a manager than being a, you know, a, socially looking after players as well. You know, I mean, I, I think the big man, and it is weird that you know it's three or four managers now that I've walked out there. So mm-hmm. you can you can gather the in thoughts in that one, guys. But it does just seem like a, a kind of place that. Although there is managers there that would take that job, but it doesn't seem like a kind of place where guys will be queuing up to, to, to get into the place, you know. So it's a kind of weird weird situation down there. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not being over critical. I don't want a horse's head in my bed or something like that, you know, that way. Well, well, <laughs> you want to just edit that bit then? <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe, I'm maybe good, uh, alluding to the bit earlier on, John, was the fact that it's pushing rain all the time down there. Aye, you know? It's true. Aye, I've been myself a few times. So it's a Morton, a good, a Morton fan and, Every time I go, it's pushing it down. No, the only good thing was, I remember going to the, the Renfrewshire Derby, and I said this all right, and this is Mirren fans, and the home fans are loving it, the fact that they're getting absolutely covered in the rain. Um, but I, no, it's a great ground, one of my favourite yeah. grounds. Yeah. Uh, but going back to I, League One, when Trolls and Barton, Donald is going for 2 0 Morton. Morton? Montrose even. <laughs> Aye, Montrose. That's what uh, four thirds is fifth in the league. Yeah, um, well, that's a dodgy one. Dumbarton are kind of up and down side, now, aren't they? Um, yeah, I'll go two Start one. Season two, well, two one Montrose for me, John. Two one Montrose. That's fair enough, all right? Um, and then down in League Two, it is I think ninth against tenth. We've got Kilden Beef against Breakin. So with that one, Donald has gone for one all. I'm going to go 2 0 Cowden Beef. 2 0 to the Cowden Beef. It's not a that break into day well, so I, I may as well just go right against that. Uh, <laughs> well, as I say, I was the same. I just thought maybe I know they'd suffered in terms of parts of back relegation. Yeah. I just thought maybe yeah. they'd get a wee, a wee boost and a wee. Be, yeah. uh, it's yeah. not happened yet. No. Um, and obviously, Mark Wilson went early on, didn't he? Uh, he was so the first I, to go in the, the league. Was he the first manager, was he? Yeah. yeah. And uh, right. well, Michael Payton came in. I don't know him. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't know that boy. Is he a player? Is he a player manager? 
He's a he player was manager. a player at Aberdeen and Dunfermline. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, so and Morton as well, I think. Yeah, um, I know they spelled Morton, but um, I think he's a player Morton. manager at Breaking just now. I'm not 100% sure, but um, it's not worked out from so far. He had that one win against Albion Rovers and defeat ever since, but they've been a downward spiral for a long time. And I don't mean this to be a uh, disrespect, but I kind of hope we can go down this season because I wouldn't be facing the scenario they should have had last season. Um, you and I spoke about this at the start of the season, Ali, um, about Kelty and Brora being denied that opportunity to the playoff. Um, and I, from that point of view, I'd like to see um, you know that come back up this season for Brecon. Um, yeah, you never know. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with you. Not uh, they're going to have to put a run together soon, but uh, any the, the teams doing the bottom there are going to have to do it. I'm, quite, I'm actually quite surprised that um, I'm not surprised that Albion Rovers are doing there. Well, what a fantastic result they had at the weekend um, against Elgin, who scored, they scored goals for fun as well. And you, you didn't really fancy Elgin, didn't you, know, John? So this, you can, uh, you thought they'd struggle a wee bit, didn't you? Yeah, um, a team that I thought would um, do a lot better than what they are is Annan. And I couldn't believe when I looked at the league yeah. table, they're sitting yeah. seventh and they're five points behind um, the play. Sorry, six yeah. points behind the playoffs. I'm That's really surprised at that. I'm oh, surprised yeah. that, yeah, they usually do no bad doing there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mind you, they did finish seventh last season. Annan. Did they, aye? Aye. We wanted to go over that then, just now, where we were with League Two and stuff like that, in terms of, it's very early on in terms of predictions mm-hmm. and, and how things are going to go, but. Yeah. Queen's Park, I think, they're top of the table, unbeaten. They've only dropped points against Stirling Albion and Edinburgh City. I think most of us had them at least in the top four, didn't we? Um, let me see. I, I, let me see. I think we did. I think John actually picked up to win the league. I think I, I think, yeah, I think we had them run away winners, John, to be quite honest, I, I, yeah. if you can remember. Aye. Yeah, I, I certainly had them um, run away winners. You know, I think that was the one division that we thought, for look back at what people are saying, um, yeah, Craig's, uh, Craig said uh, Queen's Park. Um, who else said Queen's Park? You and um, the three of us said Queen's Park, I'm sure, as well. I had them in the um, playoffs. I had Edinburgh City as winners. Oh, did you? Um, okay. Aye. Well, they're not far away, John. Well, Tony had Strenar. And Strenar, to be fair, I mean, see, to be fair, looking at the league table, there's really not much I got. I mean, between Elgin and second and Strenar and sixth, you're talking three points. Mm-hmm. It's really tight there. It's a yeah. lot of draws in that league. Um, in the Well, yeah. Well, you're only you're only looking at you're only looking at Queen's part are unbeaten, aren't you? So mm-hmm. um, again, I get back to what we were talking about earlier on. They've no run away by scoring a lot of goals. Edinburgh City have scored more, but they've lost less. So it's like sixteen four and, and four against. Mm-hmm. But again, they're a team that are sharing the goals amongst guys. They're not really, you know, Murray's only come on and started scoring a couple lately, hasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. And you look at the the, the goal scorers in that league. It's it's um, the boy Hester at Elgin. It's got missed, and he's only got six goals. So there's yeah. nobody kind of running away. Mm-hmm. You know that, that's. I used to always look at these 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 games, and when I was playing, and see who was scoring for other teams, and and can I go? I wonder if I can catch him. Or, but when I was playing, Owen Coyle was battered in seventeen goals in four games, and that kind of thing. You know, and mm-hmm. there was guys that were just seriously. You know yourself, and there was guys just Aye. running away and. Gordon DL, 18 goals after 10 games. You're like, how do And it's always been just... Well, when we had Kenny in the podcast, he was always... Absolutely. Yeah, he would, he would drop. And it's just obviously we're creating chances. So I don't know whether looking at this table this year, is it getting any day with the fans not being in? Is it the atmosphere? Do play with guys behind them? Are teams better when there's no, you know, going away from home? So there's a whole lot of things in the back of your mind that maybe stopping people expressing themselves a wee bit, John, you know, so... Aye. You've got a situation as well, though. They've not all played each other yet. 
So once you played, I think maybe when, once everyone yeah. played each other, you get an idea of what systems folk are playing and, and what teams are yeah. like, who to watch out for. But at the moment, yeah. it's, there's still a few games to go over that. But yeah, you, you I, look at the squad at Queen's Park, you mentioned Simon Murray, like Craig Slater, Bob McHugh, Michael McGlinchey, Jackie Gongo, Grant Gillespie, all guys that have played. Michael Doyle as well. Playable. Aye, Michael Doyle, aye. Um, yeah, yeah. They've shared, shared the goals as well, and it's, it's McHugh with three, Bairn with three, McLean and Murray two, two each. So, you know, they can rely on guys to come in there and, 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 yeah. and help them uh, get the win. And I've noticed as well, they've a couple of times I've been behind in their games and I've come back and they've, they've turned it around, you know, with the strength and depth. So, <laughs> um, they've got a good squad there. And I, I, I don't even, I think me and John were even saying at the start of the season, they could maybe go this season with the squad they've got kind of unbeaten. Which it's maybe looking all right the new. I know there's a long way to go, as you aye, say, aye. Joe. You never yeah. know. They can hit a run together now and just go all the way. And um it's good. They're going to be hard to catch. And I think I think he's a right. I think the second, third, and fourth place is where it's going to be up for grabs for, for at least five or six teams there, you know? Yeah, with without a doubt. Um I, I think uh, I think I think the fact we're talking about um, why games are um, are draws etc. Um, not many teams express themselves. I wonder if the the fact that the season's been cut by nine games is having an effect in in all leagues. To be perfectly honest, because it's even more cutthroat and there's more pressure on managers. Um, because if someone goes down, finances are going to get cut even harder. It's a really yeah. tough season this year. Absolutely, I, I would disagree with that. Um, so, do you feel then, looking at that, that and I, listen, I still think a manager goes out and tries and wins a football game. I don't think he's going out and saying, listen, right. we're playing less games, you know, but maybe in the back of some people's minds, people manage games differently. And I think about the first quarter, the second quarter, we used to always do that, but we'd, mm-hmm. we'd a full row of games to play. Sorry, a full quarter of games to play, but as you're saying, they've not got that this season. So um, Queen's Park after a brilliant start. I think if you got off to a brilliant start, you've got a real chance this year. I wouldn't mm-hmm. like to play catch up like Breaking Cowden, Beath and Albion Rovers. And I think it's all about staying in the league for them at this moment in time. Yeah. See, just going back to like goal scoring, when you were playing, did you set yourself targets in terms of how much you wanted to get each season? It, it, there seems to be a, a, a fantastic fashion. It's just kept into football, John, you know, and it's like assists. I, I didn't think I would ever. I'd never ever come off the park after a game and uh, they went, by the way, Ali, well done. You never scored a day, but you created three goals. You get three assists and you were made some sort of a hero. It wasn't a and then it seems to be like that new for yeah. some reason, you know, and I, I don't I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. But all I used to rely on was if I had two good wingers, I made a free kick or a corner. I was relying on these good wingers to provide ammunition for me to try and get a goal. And thankfully, most places I went, I did have that. So that's what I was relying on. And if they get the plaudits for that, then fair enough. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I just used to always try and get a double figures. If I could get 10 goals, I'd be happy. If I got near the 10 goals and there was a lot of games to go or I wasn't even halfway through the season, then, you know, you're saying to yourself, here we go, you know, I can I can bang in enough few goals. But I, I, I honestly, I know it's an old cliche, I just played, and don't forget as well, when we were playing, you we were playing for the bonus. Yep. So I wasn't cared who scored as long as we went up the road. My <laughs> wife, we didn't, we didn't win, my, my wife, she knew I would come in, I wouldn't be talking to her, you know. So that's just the way it was then. You played for your bonus money. And nowadays, and I'm not talking about Scotland, you know what I'm talking about here, you know. Yeah. Guys are getting paid that much money. It doesn't matter to someone, I don't think, if they yeah. win, lose. No. Yeah. So, um, I, 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 don't get me wrong, it's nice to score. 
but it's better to get the three points and, and get yourself a wee, a wee extra couple of quid to, to feed the wife and the wains. Get the rice and chips on the Saturday night. Get the wee, uh, get the wee Chinese, you know, or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is you like, the wee Indian, whatever, you know. So, I definitely, absolutely. And, I, you know, I don't think, and by the way, you know, champ, uh, championship, bottom half of the Premier League, they're not that far away from what we were on when we were playing in that league as well, you know. So, mm-hmm. it's no moved on that far in the 15 odd, 20 years, whatever. Um, and I think the guys are still, you still see guys that are wholeheartedly playing for the club in the jersey and going out there to try and win and steady some of these prima donnas that are going to boot down yeah, south. Yeah. Aye. I think Scottish football is a wee bit more relatable to, um, to us than uh, down south, where you get you get guys who are happy to be um, third-choice keeper at Man City getting paid 15 grand a week to be a third-choice goalkeeper. To be, fair, just... to be fair, I'll take that. I'll take the 15 grand. I know, but that's... Um, but aye, I, yeah. I think it's the yeah. younger ones. You see some of the younger ones on what? Thirty thousand pound a week before you even played a, a game in the Premier League. They're driving well, that, their fancy cars the, and they've got a fast I, woman. Where they agree. Totally agree with you. I mean, that's ridiculous. What have you earned? You've not earned anything. No. You haven't earned the right. You're just a millionaire before you've played a senior game. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't understand that one. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't have knocked it back. And it's Aye. not the boys' fault. It's not the boys. It's not the players' exactly. fault. Mm-hmm. It's what they're giving them doing there. Yeah. You know, the, you don't know what the real world's like, jumping on a bus, going to Clyde Bank, then two trains every morning and, and then getting aim at 12 o'clock at night and you've, you've not had a dinner, you know, mm-hmm. um, for 15 quid a week, John. Aye, well, we, had, we had Ali Love on, not, not, Ali Love on, not, not Ali Love, Robert Love on, not long ago. Mm-hmm. He would say, if you're going to his work and he'd be lucky if like, in between going to work and training, he'd get a Tesco meal deal. That'd be about all he would get to eat all day. Aye. <laughs> oh, aye, yes. Aye. And uh, it, it was even worse if you could drive. You, you to try and, you know, get one of the boys to drop you off at Bucket, uh, Buchanan Street Station to get a, get a bus up the road. And then you would meet the odd guy that played for another team that was in the same position. <laughs> travel home. I used to meet big Tony Gallagher that played with Sunrara way back then. Aye. And get the bus home with him and that, you know. And it was just, I'd be you since six o'clock in the morning going to your work as a part, young part-time pro. <laughs> so that's how you learned. That was what it was all about. But these guys are, you know, these guys have, have, have made it and have not even played a first-team game yet. That's another story, by the way, but yeah. there you go. I don't think it's a League 2 in Scotland's anywhere near that, John. No. Yeah, no. Something as well, another guy we've had on the podcast previously and he's out of work just now, Kevin Harper. I think he'll get yeah. back into the game soon. He wants Hopefully. to... Aye, well, as you say, the Morton job's up for grabs, isn't it? don't know. I think, uh, I think he would put himself forward for that. Um, I think they could do worse than him. But we need to look at what the story was doing there, and um, as I said to you, it's it's just a wee bit weird that the last three guys that have had have walked out in the club. So I, I don't know what the goings are doing there, and the Morton fans must be wondering themselves. There's maybe some of them decent guys who kind of know what's going on, but it's a football club that, as you say, we like going down in a pouring rain Wednesday night to play, and whether you're playing there or you're standing in the undercover of your route in the way end. With a big crane behind you. By the way, it's, it was turning into a mortal show tonight, isn't it? It is, <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even got back up to the championship yet. <laughs> yeah, I'll put up for that job and get it. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's close to Valley Graham once Morton job. Good to see Kevin back in the game. I, yeah. Maybe, maybe I, I. Yeah, we don't like to see guys not know. There's so many guys with so much to give to the game, and they can't do anything about it at this minute. You know, mm-hmm. 
interesting when I spotted earlier when I was doing my research for the World Leagues, I know it's, it's clued up. I never realised Xander Diamond is at Queen's Park in the yeah, coach coaching coach, capacity. Didn't know that either. So, yeah. I didn't know that. And it's, it's a club that I kind of go down every now and then. I'm just, it's just 10 minutes, 15 minutes down the road for me. And so, I, you know, and I'm, I'm interested to see where, where they're going when they come out of Hamden and what Lesser Hamden's going to be like. I think there'll be a few people doing a wee nosy down there to have a look mm-hmm. and see how far they progress because, you know, you know, it's already been a kind of, Part of the old school where you, you, the amateurs and that, but I think if they have any progress in football, I think they've done the right thing. So I, yeah. I'm quite interested in see where they can go with us. Yeah, yeah definitely. We've been saying for a while that Queen's Park probably should go to Les Hamden. I mean, because um, 500 um, or whatever it is they get inside that Hamden must must be a bit soul destroying, and it's probably been in the past more of an inspiration to the away team going to Hamden that has been to Queen's Park. Um, but maybe this will be the making of them. And they're obviously, we've talked about some of the players. I mean, these are players that should be playing championship level at least, um, let alone um, the fourth tier of Scottish football. And it looks as though they're going to run away. A team I tipped to do quite well um, because we, I, I didn't interview Dave Irons with Stennis Muir. They're in amongst the mix. You said they've yeah, a bit of a draw yeah. specialist, but Aye. they're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, they're scoring and conceding, John, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, entertaining. <laughs> yeah, one of these teams, they always have been one of these teams. They can win three games and then get beat two and then draw one and then win one. And it's just, you know, there's no kind of level of consistency with them. Um, but they getting beat 2 0 the other night, the other, last Saturday, and they come back. I, to to mm-hmm. uh, I thought Strunar would have ran away with that, to be honest. I said to you, I thought they would do quite well. Mm-hmm. They're five games unbeaten this year. Um, you know, drew the last two, but that could have turned into a win. The draws could have turned into wins. So this, I think they're the dark horses for getting into that promotion place. I really do. Mm-hmm. I fancy Strunati to be up there. Um, and, it, you know, if they're the top three, definitely in the top four. I, I really do, because I think they've got goals in them. Um, They've not lost away from home either. Aye. Aye. So I, I, think, I think they've got a decent manager and I think they've got a decent squad there. Um, and and, and Daryl Duffy's doing there, and he? he's he's got goals in him all the time. I think he'll he'll, he'll be able to score from. Um, so no, I, I think they're a wee bit. I think they've been unlucky not to pick up an extra couple of points and be up maybe sitting fourth place at the minute. So if we were to if we were to devise things at the moment in League Two, so just to go back, Ali, you had Queens Park as top. Your second to fourth was Strumnar, still in Albion, Breakin. Well, Breakin's my my dark horse in there. I, I don't think. <laughs> I don't, think I'll be, I don't think I'll be far away with the rest of them, John. Aye. I don't think I'll be far away. Um, I don't. I, I think. I think Elgin are second to new, and they're there in merit. And the day, the day, okay up their, their part, you know. He's a good manager. He's been in a couple of years now. He gets in the right kind of blend of player up there, and I think they're. they're that I was, I, you know, I was delighted for Albion Rovers that they beat them, in mm. Saturday there. But I was really pretty disappointed in Elgin. I thought when I looked at that. I thought, you know, this is a tough one for Albion Rovers. I can see Elgin maybe notching up a few goals here. And be fair to Albion Rovers, they, they, they turned them over 3-1. So, um, good result for them. But no, I don't think we'll be far. I don't think I'll be far away with that. I might be Aye. wrong as well as you go. But, you know, I'm, I'm I'm quite confident that they're the teams that will be kind of in the top, in the top half of the table anyway. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Aye, we look at Sterling Albion. They've only lost one game and that was to Elgin. So, they're having a good yeah. start to the season, certainly. Uh, John, you had Queen's Park and then second and fourth you had Edinburgh City 
Stenhogs made an Annan. Yeah, I'm I'm quite surprised with Annan, but then they're the sort of team that can go under the radar, just put a run together, um, and they might end up back up there. But that's that's the one out the 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 four that's let me down. But I'm quite confident that at least three of them will be right come the end of the season. But you just never know, as we said, the gap between second and six is three points, yeah. so anything can happen over these don't next forget, couple of months. Don't, don't forget as well, John. You know, it's it depends who. You were talking about guys in the background earlier on there and who's who, who, who's stick or twist. See if you can get your scoot yourself and get a couple of wee gems out there in the, the window and, and, and try and get... I don't know how the window's working for these teams because the season's been caught. I'm, I'm presuming they can still maybe sign somebody at the same time as anybody else. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's it's whether they want to take a chance or no. I don't think Queen's Park will be in that because I think they're safe the new anyway. But it's between Sterling, as you say, Sterling, Renoir, Elgin. You know, I, I can't see Annie. Maybe even Stenny. Do you know what I mean? So it, it, it depends who's spent their budget, who's willing to go a wee bit extra. Aye. And it's just that player joining to it. It's just getting yeah. somebody maybe bang a few goals and a wee one nil here and there and sniff you. Or even a youngster on loan or something like that. Someone that's trying to kind of make their way in the, the bigger leagues, stepping yeah. down. Yeah. Um, I, or who gets a bad run of COVID because um, that benefited Mother in the top flight so maybe Annan will get lucky that way that'll come down to how many how many of them um, spent Christmas dinner with their five families then wasn't it? 2-1 <laughs> isn't it it is oh. is it? so <laughs> well, wow. interesting the boys yep. just uh, giving me a wee insight there so interesting yep. uh, myself yep. in League 2 I had Edinburgh City to win as I said earlier which uh, yep. I don't know why you don't, you don't know Look good, uh, and like you, Ali, as I said, I had breaking, which I don't know why, but uh, and then I had Strumroir as well up there. So, aye, all teams that are doing well, but I've breaking with that. Yeah. I had Rovers to finish bottom, Albion Rovers. I still did that, which I think I think most of us actually had Albion Rovers to finish uh, yeah. the bottom. I still think they'll be down there. I know they won at the weekend, um, hopefully, that gives them a kick, but. I think um, they will still remain down there. Um, Annan are on seven points and Beacon on three, you know, so I know it's a long way to go, but would you see when you look at, see me hit the run and you, you see the lost, lost, lost one and the lost, lost, lost drawn and mm-hmm. there's no many green ones in there, do you know what I mean? No. Aye. So these teams are going to be down there, I think, and I can't see teams, even at this time, turning it round to finish mid-table. Yeah. I think it's going to be a dog fight between all them. Yeah, I Predicted Cowden Beef to win 2 0 on Saturday. So, <laughs> how, how hard is it, Ali, as a player when you're in that bad run of form to get out of it? Like, as a team, when you're just, you're no we, picking up points. Uh, we, we tried um, a few things. We, we didn't go to the ground. To, uh, in the days, you went to the ground to, to change and then go to, to. We stayed away from the ground just to get away from the place. Um, we had night suit, we had bonding days, and just, just to try and break up. Um, even the manager give us a couple of days extra off to see yeah. when we're family, and it just takes one decision, John. It's one decision in a game that can, that can you know, as I say to you, some, some, a penalty, a, a ball hitting off of somebody's backside and going in. Yeah, yeah. Just get you the belief and get you, get you fired again. Um, you only need to look at Celtic and in the, the top league where their form is went. They guys are not bad players. What's happened? And it's just one thing that could lead to getting you back onto that again. I believe they've missed James Forrest. I, I, I think Celtic have yeah. missed James 
this year and, and when he's playing a lot of guys are going how's he getting a game how's this he brings balance he brings goals he brings a, a width and then they've no go at that so yeah, I think they've missed him tremendously but I, I know that's the, the football we're talking about but just sometimes you need a wee bit of luck and something to get you that win once you get that win by the way every game you need a bit of luck there's no doubt about it yeah. you've got to need something to happen we did meet good and try and get a guy sent off, absolutely. Try and do anything to get your advantage to get you the three points. Um, the only problem is nowadays there's that many cameras and that many things now. Seriously, and I'm not being funny. <clears throat> if this um, guy was in looking at games I played in after that, I had to get banned. The guys like me would get banned. There was so much going on in the park um, to try and just get an, gain an advantage. And it's changed so much. And you usually agree with me. It's not the contact sport that I played in now, you know. Oh, it's definitely not. Here. Even, I watch a lot of, like I mentioned before, like Talbot, I watch a lot of Talbot up to this season. And uh, yeah. even there, you can't put in a tackle. No. See, a slide tackle, a slide tackle was a booking pretty much. It's, it's lost it. When I was back in the 90s, we'd all, the 90s, that was the best era. You yeah. made a tackle, like proper men playing football and they would start, they would die. Maybe have a wee disagreement, but that was part you'd, of the game. You'd be turning around to David Simon saying to him, David, that's seven times he's done that to me and you're going to book him. You know, no once. You know what I mean? That's seven times he's done that. Um, no, it's changed completely. But that is what it is now, guys. And it's, it's you know, I, I just think that you can't really, you can't gain the advantage that way, you know, you know. Um, but it's all geared towards attacking players, isn't it? Getting the advantage. Well, the thing is, you, you get it, you've got to get it back. So when you get it back, you've got to accept it. So that was the way it was in the days, you know. And you, you knew if you got a good couple of guys trying to go over the ball or guys coming into the back of you, you know they were going to get a sore face maybe in the next challenge. So that, that was the way it was, you know. And it was great. And then you got the party after the game and well done and all that. But see now, some of the guys are even diving at the road to tackle and, and, and it's not even, they've not even made contact with them. And, uh, anticipating contact. Yeah, code work that, for that, cheap. <laughs> Contact, is it? Aye. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. Dive out the road for. Like I was just anticipating contact. <laughs> Aye. Aye, they bother. I know. I know what some of my managers were done to me if I'd said that. <laughs> Maybe that's got an influence on in why defenders aren't maybe considered to be quite as good just now because I know a lot of putting a challenge. Yeah, it's all about kind of standing up and jockeying folk. Yeah, maybe so. Um, and and getting the ball off the goalie and thinking the players now. Some of them, even the when folk do put in a tackle and they put the tackle, they win the ball, but then they take out the man, they win the ball. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like that one. That's the one I don't like. That's the one I don't like. I don't understand it. Uh, yeah. Don't agree with you there. But, uh, but I right, we should probably move on from League Two. I think. Uh, move on to League One. So I think again, probably most of us had Falkirk. Falkirk, Partick, 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 I, I, by the way, I don't think this Thistle are out yet. The problem with Thistle have got guys, as you know, is they're not scoring enough goals. Yeah. They've missed a couple of penalties. There's a couple of draws there that could have been wins. Um, mm-hmm. I think Thistle are missing their fans in as well. Just a, just a thought. 
Um, Brian Graham scoring goals, but he has missed the penalties. He could be up there. He could probably be the top goal scorer in the lower leagues with seven goals at the minute. I think he's yeah. at five. Jo- so, oh, yeah. but but they need to stop shipping goals. They need to start scoring goals. Although they've not shipped that many, they're, they're, they're actually doing no bad. Um, but turning the draws into wins is vital. Um, Definitely. And I think the big game coming up is is, is Boxing Day. Well, they go to Falkirk, although they'll get Airdrie. I think if somebody get Airdrie before then, is it Falkirk or Partick Thistle get Airdrie before then? Falkirk will get Airdrie on Saturday, haven't they? Which will be a tough one. Falkirk have got the next two home games. Mm-hmm. So the one in, one in Boxing Day for me is an absolute cracker. And, and I wish I could go to that. You know, I wish I could go to watch that game. I definitely yeah, aye. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've got a couple of tweets here from fans in that division, so I'll read out the part of this one. Um, Stephen yeah. Allen, thank you for um, responding. So he says he expected to be a tight league this season with ourselves, Falkirk and Cove. To start off with a uh, defeat against Clyde was poor and to lose to Cove and draw with Falkirk home was disappointing, especially as we lost late goals in both. Other than that, We've been solid but not spectacular. We've had a lot of injuries and the three outfield players on the bench for three, four weeks in a row now and none of them None of them are striking to change up. Massive game in balls today, Falcon, as you mentioned, Ali. I would say overall it's been okay, but we need to start scoring more, which probably sums it up. Um, they're unbeaten five as well, John. Aye. So, I think they're sure, I mean, they had a bit of a dodgy start, as we um, said. They lost um, two of the first three games. Um, and I, I call it. I think we, when we both spoke, it was almost like a flip a coin between Falkirk and Partick. I went with Falkirk yep. because I think they still had a decent team from last season. I think they built them in McCracken and Miller. I built up a good momentum and I thought they'd continue that. They look as though they could... If they win this game in Boston Day, I think they'll go and run away with it. And um, I'll read out Drew, who's a Falkirk fan, said, um, if I scored out of 10, it would be an 8. Um, could have asked for more from the League Cup, really. Um, league started mixed but haven't looked back since last minute equalised at Partick deserve to be where we are and we have to be favourites now but far from done and huge couple of games next yeah absolutely I would have done where not totally I think the next couple of games because they're at home as well is a bit of an advantage for them so if they take maximum points out of any two games they're in a very very strong position even at this early early time in the league John you know so and it, it puts down a marker against Partick Thistle as well Mm-hmm. Although Thistle, you know, you flip it the other way. If Thistle can get a result there, yeah. then they're right back in it. They're six points behind the news. So, very interesting. I did think it was going to be between the two. I know you'd mentioned Cove, who aren't out there. They're in 13 points. They're seven behind. But I think mm-hmm. Cove are, are, I think it's one they're going to be one of the up and down kind of, they'll, yeah. they'll get a couple of cracking results and then they'll, they'll falter against somebody kind of, you didn't think they were going to, you know. So, but, um, it'll be really interesting, John. A yeah. learning curve for Cove, but, but you're talking the hell about goals. If you want a guy to get you goals, Mitchell Meganson. Well, he's, he's a top goal for him again, and he's got five or six this season. Yeah, and obviously you've got Rory McAllister on that stem as well. So they two guys are going to get you goals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's whether they can they can keep them at the other end. Um, probably playing against a wee bit better quality than they were last season. So, you know, regarding guys up, up the top end. Um, but no, you're right. I, you know, they're doing really well. And then you've got Mentosa sitting in the same amount of points as Cove Rangers as well, John. So mm-hmm. that league again, you've got um, seven points between the top four. I think that's a big gap. If Falkirk can win these next two games, that could stretch to maybe, you know, 10 or 11 points, which is mm-hmm. it's really, really good for them at this. But 14, 13, 13, 11, 10. Here, Dreonian's on 10. Mm-hmm. If they can get anything at all at Falkirk, it'll be a big boost for them because then they can maybe try and look to get into the promotion places into the, the kind of playoff position mm-hmm. 
I know we talk about that now, but it's too early. But see, getting in there psychologically, yeah. it's a big benefit to you if you can get in the top four and kind of stay there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Airdrie are kind of one of one of those teams that's looking either way. They could go on a run and go up the way into the playoffs, or they could end up oh, you're right. only five points off the bottom uh, before her. So it's yeah. a very tight league, actually. Isn't it half? Yeah. I, you, you see sport, I'm trying to say, is it maybe the most entertaining league in Scotland this season? League one? Because oh. you can't see the games. You can't see the games, that's a few things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what, what a good league to go and watch this year. And, yeah. I mean, it's just so frustrating for the supporters and, and people. And I know there's been a couple on as well, and they're, they're trying to kind of stream them live, and they can't get the commentary, or they can't get the picture, and yeah. it's been so frustrating for them all. Punters just want to get back to the football because it's what some, it's some guys live for, you know. It's going to the game. It's put, you work all hard all week to go to your, watch a your football team. Um, and unfortunately, we can't do that at the minute. We're on the same boat, man. We're all hurting. But it is, it's, it's, it's turning into a, a decent a decent um, season for some of these teams who have had to put up with so much. And as John said earlier as well, don't forget, some of these teams are going to places and changing and where you get your burger and your cup of tea and all that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I and you're jumping in a motor and you're driving down the road with it. So it's a strange, strange season for some of the players as well. Yeah. Well, if you're lucky enough to live in the Highlands, you get to see some games, but not um, obviously um, anywhere else in the country. Although Queen of the South, I think, can apply for games because they've went to Tier 1 to general as well. Um, but I've got two other tweets from um, fans of that league. One from Peter Hedge, which I'll come in in a minute. But I'm going to read one from Katie Robertson, who's an Airdrie fan. Not the best start from us. Very inconsistent. We've had a couple of good games, then some absolute stinkers. Tough one against Falkirk coming up this weekend. And I think that sums up with the fact that they lost to Mendoza at the weekend at home. Airdrie's one that, that there's potential in there, but like everyone else in the league, they're just so inconsistent. 1-3, drawn, 1-4. You know, it's a defeat every second game. They've got a wee yeah. bit of French glamour, though, haven't they, with Lauren yeah. Reverson. I think he's getting linked with moves to the Premier, Premier League. Premier League, even. Well, he always would be if your father was, was the one to left foot, wouldn't you? I don't know. I've not seen the boy as well, John. So I seen him score a good goal the other week. Can't even get a crack in a goal the other week. Is that right? Aye. Is he, you take the three kicks the same as his old man. So uh, he looks, he looked all right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, the Peter Head tweet that I got is from the Blue Tune podcast, um, who were on Grant Campbell's podcast. Um, okay, sum up. Been unlucky with injuries, which meant. Jim McNeil hasn't been able to play a consistent team. Saifereno has been out a lot. Um, performances have been good, better than last season, but still um, need to have that killer instinct in front of the goal. Overall, things are positive with room for improvement. I thought Pierre might struggle this season, but they're actually doing a little bit of what I thought, although it's very tight. It's like nine points between second and, and bottom. Um, but some goal the boy Scott Brown scored at the weekend, um, that was goal of the weekend for what I saw in, across the leagues. Uh, we, we both had Pierre Head in ninth place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Where do you have him, Ali? I don't know. I can't even mind what I said. Ali, I you had them in. Uh, oh, let me see. I think you probably had them mid table because you only really did the predictions for like first, second, uh, the playoff and positions and stuff. And yeah. So somewhere around mid table, I would guess. Maybe. Well, I don't think any is a far away with that. They do, we know. Mm-hmm. They always seem to kind of just survive. But as you said, John. They're only four points above Forfa. So anything mm. could happen. Clyde, are they going to struggle this year? Are they, you know, it's Clyde surprised it's me. As well, like being, so when they've got a good front pairing, Harley Love and Good Willie. Yeah, yeah, surprised me as well. 
surprised mm-hmm. me as well. I thought they'd been up the table, but that is a very difficult league. Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Clyde are going to get a 3 0 defeat off Forfar because they didn't fulfill that game. The SPFL are going to be consistent. <laughs> um, well, that'll be a 3 0 to Forfar. Is it this goal, goal scorer COVID again that's going to get the three yeah. goals? Aye. COVID 19 top goal scorer. He's been, he's been Motherwell's most effective player. Is it half of the goal scoring charts? That's it. It's the best, best selling shot this season. <laughs> you're not allowed to wear it you go anywhere that's what we probably you can wear it as long as you've got a mask <laughs> ten pound a letter <laughs> oh dear me um, talking about Jim McAnally though, he's the, by far the longest serving manager in the longer the lower, the lower leagues in the whole of Scotland yeah. um, I think aside from that in the lower leagues the best was someone that's been there since Dick Campbell Mm-hmm. Well, you'll be going to the championship next, wouldn't you, John? So we talk about Dick Campbell probably then. Who I think I, I, I can't mind what I said about a broth either. Do you know? It's, I'm getting to that age now, guys, where I can't mind. Them, <laughs> <don't you? laughs> I had to be reminded too. They're, they're struggling a wee bit. Eh? I, I think they, they exceeded the expectations last year. That was a problem. Yeah, they, they did too well, almost. Of course they did. They were close at the promotion playoffs and they weren't again relegated. Um, a team I'm not surprised it's down there is Queen of the South. Um, they're conceding. I, I watched them in the game against Inverness. Their defending was absolutely horrific. They showed little signs going forward, um, but they just can't defend. And then again at the weekend there, I know it was Hearts they were playing, but the goals they conceded were really cheap and going down 6-1 was pretty embarrassing nine goals in two games conceded so I'm not surprised they're down there in fact you can see from league table Alloa, Queen of South and Arbroath are so far adrift of everyone else that I don't see that changing throughout the season and the only thing that I think might keep Queen of South up is the fact that the other two teams are part-time um, but I think Queen of South are, they're my tip for um, relegation I've got a mate who supports them he's like no I think we'll be fine we'll be seventh or sixth I'm like no you're going down you wondered all you're saying about Queen of the South Maybe getting fans back, whether that could give him a wee boost as well. <laughs> yeah, fans back in. yeah. But did you did any see the Alloa game against Hibs last night? I saw bits of it. Alloa gave him a good game. I'm and... only asking a question because I know that the season before or the, se- well, the, the, the two seasons ago they'd really narrowed their park, but I noticed last night that Peter Grant's widened the park again. Because mm-hmm. um, you can see the mark where the park was, and it's not just a couple of yards, it's about four. Four yards each mm-hmm. side or whatever, you know. So it's a really wide part. Probably suited Hibs last night in the cup. But um, I'm just wondering if they can concentrate on the league again and just route that cup and just mm-hmm. maybe kick on a wee bit. But I'm looking at the table, John as well, and for Alloa to be, be punching against Dundee, Morton, Inverness, Air United, it's a difficult, difficult league for them, you know. And it's they always seem to just grind out the results. They won the last game. They lost the four, be, three before that. So. I think it's going to be hard for them, but I think out of the bottom three there, I think Arlo are the ones for me that will survive. Yeah, I think I'll survive. I think I'd have Arlo's second bottom. Aye, well, for Arlo, you had Arlo in ninth and Queen of the South to go down. Right, uh, okay. I, I'm going to stick with that then, John. Stick with that. Aye, but although, although our brothers are not looking too hot the new, but I just went on the season before as well, the same as the yeah. rest of the Aye. Um, John, you had... Are both ninth and Queen of South then, so again, kind of looking pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, I stupidly went with it. I thought Wraith Rovers might struggle, but Wraith Rovers have been terrific yeah. so far this yeah. season. Your old team, yeah. obviously, one of your old teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I think it was just for the fact they came up. I didn't know maybe too much about them and what they were doing in terms of strengthening, but they've obviously kicked on from last season as well, winning Breed's Conference. Uh, and Bournemouth, they've had Aloha. So, uh, no, it's a weird table as well, isn't it, boys? It's, mm-hmm. it, that, that, that's probably the tightest one, isn't it? It's, there's no yeah, much between. Yeah. A couple of games between Hearts and Air United in fourth place. Um, there's no, there's no a team there that are, that have are, went unbeaten in five. Um, although Hearts have fit three wins in a row, you would expect Hearts to. They've got this big cup final next week. I know it's a big, big game for them, isn't it? So yeah, last season's cup final. That, maybe after that, well, exactly. Maybe after that, they'll maybe concentrate on just try to run away with this league mm-hmm. uh, where they should be with the players they've got. But again, as we've spoken about at the top of the, the start of the programme, Boyce is the top goal scorer and it, it, he's only got four goals. So, um, they're not conceding many. They're, they're, they're pretty strong at the back. Mm-hmm. But then again, you look at the, you flip back run and you look at Aloha. Aloha have only scored five goals all season. And both have only scored two, John. That's a massive You can't even win, win goals with two goals. They win mm-hmm. games with two goals. You know, it, They've conceded 10, 20. Queen of South, as you say, John, 15 for Aloha. That's a big turnaround, 10, negative 10 goals. You look at the top of the table, Hearts have scored 21 against six. Well, they're, they're, that's why they're at the top of the league. Something like that. Aye. And they've reacted all over, aren't they? Yeah. Even yeah. Stephen Kings is getting three from left back. I know he got two yeah. in the opening day, but against Dundee. Mm-hmm. But Hearts yeah. have got hit, hit. Dundee and Queen of South are both for six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've still yeah. heard fans are not that happy with Robbie Nielsen. Yeah, but is that right? Maybe just from his first spell, maybe. Yeah, I think I think there was some overreacting because they lost to Arbro, um, to Allo in the, the League Cup. To be fair, but um, for Hearts, the priority should be League First, and if they get a cup run, then it's a, it's a nice bonus. But um, for them, it's all about winning the division, winning it well. And I think they had that defeat with Dunfermline recently. I think that's given them a kick up the arse too, and they've yeah. kicked on from there. Dunfermline for the couple of dodgy results but I still expect them to be setting place and I actually think they'll be comfortable in setting place in the end with the squad uh, they've got that was their first loss of the weekend though wasn't it against Morton yeah that really? was a surprise that was a major surprise given what happened with Morton in the week yeah Morton yeah. are like a strange team this season they picked up results against Wraith no no they lost against Wraith didn't they yeah they got humped by Wraith 5-0 no it was uh... a <laughs> <laughs> who was it I think who it was don't know there was someone else they got a decent result against it which was quite surprising Considering where they are in the league, but mm-hmm. um, aye. The, 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 the price for me, and I, I think not only Inverness, I think Inverness will creep into the top four. I think the old John Robertson's a good manager, I think he always managed mm-hmm. to do that. Where Dundee are going to turn this season round, boys? I don't know whether they're going to do it. They've got one win in five, um, they've got a tough game on Saturday. I've took, I've took them to get beat, haven't I? I don't, want to, I don't want to say anyone lose their job, but I think they need to change the manager. I don't think James would pay. I don't, I don't have any doubt about that. Um, yeah. And you have know, quality of guys that are out of job who would maybe step in there and, and do a decent job. But even guys that are in a job, you just go and get them. Is it a possibility, though, that their next manager is already there? Charlie Arden. Well, yeah, you might be right there, aye. But do you trust him to get you back? They, they, they need, they're a Premier League team. They're a Premier League team. Let's Charlie. be honest about it. Support you know, as well. If you want to him a shot at that to try and get them up, well, good luck to you. But you need to get somebody in that's you know that, that knows the knows how to go in and deal with players mm-hmm. because obviously yeah. players are responding to uh, the manager that said it in a minute. So um, no, that's a big shock for me in that league where they are. Uh, mm-hmm. 
and they're lucky they've got a five point gap. Tiago, by the way, at the minute, because mm-hmm. um, that if that was only two or three points, I, I think they would struggle for confidence. Um, and it, mm-hmm. if they get beaten Saturday, um, then no, I don't think the manager will be there much longer, boys. No, I can't. I can't see him being there much longer at all. Um, I don't think. I don't know how he got the job in the first place. I mean, he was a coach there um, when other people get sacked, but he didn't really do anything to merit the job. And it wasn't a good season last season. They've no started this season well. But if, if John, what you're saying is right, that Charlie Adams is um, ready to step in, I don't know how that's going to work because he spent half his season mouthing off in the media and PLZ soccer um, as he has been pitch. He's shown glimpses on the pitch, but. I think he needs to, um, if he's going to go into management, he needs to give up the media work. And I think he loves that too much. I think it's just one of those ones because, you know, you get these players that are come in. He's obviously come from down south, big money. Is it maybe they've linked him up as a, a cheap option as a manager next time? Mm-hmm. Don't know. Who, who knows? Uh, we'll see what happens yeah. there. We're going to have to come up then because what happens is if he does get the manager's job, you try to juggle the two jobs, your forum dips, you know, the guy, you know, you're no dandy wee bits and bobs in between. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're not getting the results because you can't choose whether to be a manager or still a player. I think mm-hmm. you would need to just chuck the plane and concentrate yeah. on the management. Yeah. If the road he wants to go doing, but as John says, it might be the media side of things he wants to do. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I think yeah. I still think he's got something in it to kind of on the field to kind oh, of yes. things. But, but um, as you know, it's, it's it's a hard job doing the two of them. I've had guys that have tried it, and it's been very difficult for them. Yeah, I think Charlie Adam is a bigger asset to Dundee on the pitch than he is um, going to be yeah, as a, a manager. I think oh, they I need, uh, Dundee needs someone experienced to come in. And there's lots of good managers at work. Like Sir John Hughes, I cannot, I still can't believe he's out of job. Um, John, you mentioned uh, Wraith Rovers earlier. We've actually got a um, tweet from um, a guy called Jamie, who responded this kindly. Thank you, Jamie. Um, so he said, 8 out of 10, didn't expect us to be this high in the league. The expectation... Um, was staying up. Still plenty of the season to go, but it's been fantastic start so far. The signs have been um, this season have been brilliant as well. The likes of McDonald, Jamie McDonald, obviously, Duku, Masonda and Ross on loan from Aberdeen. They've all went in and done well. So yeah, he's obviously happy and rightly so. Third in the league. Going well, well. They won loss as well against Inverness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're doing really well. Um even the managers wearing two hats at games now and things like that, and he's <laughs> he's got bad, isn't he? He's doing a great job. I think, I think he's a brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. And the manager, the, the players, the, the, by the way, you know, getting the guys in that they've got in, it just shows you the kind of network he's, he's kind of got, you know, and the kind of influence he's got to bring in players there. Um, the fans up there are desperate for a wee bit of something, a wee something to shout about, you know. And they're doing it at the minute, so good luck to them. Um, again, you just look at the leagues where the teams, maybe only one or two points behind a, a kind of crucial part of the league and there's a couple of draws in there there were three draws in the last five John where mm-hmm. it could have just been that wee something that got them the three points you want to get them you want the wins you know you want a couple yeah. of wins on the board to put pressure on everybody else but um, no, I think you'll be quite satisfied where they're sitting at the minute oh, definitely. At, you're talking about uh, draws and one of our leagues but top four they've only all lost one game each yeah mm-hmm. oh, it's the uh, baseball was having here Ayer lost the ball, and that was a strange one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was, three, two, it was like three goals in the last 10 minutes or something, wasn't uh, it? They were talking more or some team, by the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but I, for Ayer, the goal scorers, Michael Moffat, 100 goals for Ayer. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrific. Mark Kerr's what? doing a decent job um, after coming in for McCall. That was a hard act to follow, but he's doing all right for himself. Absolutely. Huh? He's a young team this season, isn't he? Young boys that are in there. Um, aye, they did doing really well. We just think they just need a beat. That's what I was saying. He's earlier on there. If he can maybe just get, hang on in there in January and get a couple of wee older or an older he done to help the young boys about, um, they could probably stay in the kind of the playoff positions. But um, it's a lot of young boys that they've got and they're, they're quite exciting to watch. Although the game the other night they finished a 0 0, it was quite a good, decent game. Um, between the two of them, but that was another draw. That any either one of them could have won, and they'd be they'd actually be above. They'd be sitting in second place at the minute if they'd win that game. Yeah, I think that from what I've heard, the main talk is that they've not got enough creativity. Maybe on their side, they've got guys that can score goals. It's all yeah. very good having guys that have that can score, but you need the guys to get the ball in the box, provide them with a chance. Yeah, because yeah. Bruce Anderson's there as well, who's an actual goal scorer. Yeah, yeah, they've got a few good players. Um, a difficult place to get down to. It used to always people always used to look forward to get down there as well because obviously the, the playing surface was always decent. Um, although it, it, the rain it didn't look too good the other night there because of the rain they've had down there. Uh, I think all the parks are the same everywhere at the minute. We've had some some terrible uh, rain recently, but don't forget we didn't start the season any later as well, didn't we? No. Yeah. Yeah. So we missed all the, the start of the season when the parks are decent and you can play free flowing football or whatever. You're into the kind of quagmire kind of stage of the season, who well, unless you're playing at Alois Park or Wraith Rovers, he's, you're going to come up against it. No, just think of the Highland League field. They, they didn't start a um, couple of weeks ago, and most of the league have only played one game. Broader Rangers are one of four that have only played two. Seems weird as well with the fact as well. Christmas in McCormick is better there than it is anywhere else. They should have probably started earlier than everyone else. Right. It was uncertainty over everything, yeah. um, like anything else, um, with the, the crowd situation stuff. Um, we need to get the fans back. I mean, I, I, I don't envy the Scottish government what they've got, what they're doing right now. It's difficult what they're um, what they're having to go through. But I think from the football point of view, we've had what eight games in the, the senior leagues of Scottish football that have had test events of three hundred. In Elgin's case, one fifty. There's not been one link case to COVID. There is. Reason for, in my opinion, it's just my personal opinion. There's reason to increase that to say 600 and maybe open tier two up to 300. I don't know why that can't be done yet. But we said for more than us, didn't we, before the season started? Why are they not starting the experiments at the lower tiers? Yeah, but you exactly. get less crowds. Mm-hmm. I said that, I said, John, I said that my old man the other day there. I mean, I, there's no reason why we can't we, we, you go to the football. I don't, I, I don't go out my way to go into a stand in the lower leagues and sit next to a guy. Oh. I sit two or three seats away from the guy and maybe have a big conversation with him during the game but you know come on people social distance anyway when you go to the football you social distance you don't stand or sit right next to you unless it's jam packed so if you go to the lower league and you've got a stand take Albion Rovers for instance I don't know what it holds say it holds 400 they get 220 do you know what I mean? Exactly. Right. A good day. <laughs> you don't get you don't get many folk in the stands, and folk prefer to stand at all league football. That's Absolutely. Stand at the goal. Albion Rovers now as well. You're out the road. Yeah. Um, I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. It's sure it's been someday at the football club can can come out with a figure with their stadium holes. Take Falkirk for instance. Falkirk can get four thousand in there, five thousand in there, no bother. Well, four maybe because it's twelve thousand into something like that. Someday at the football club. To let the government know, listen, that's what our ground holds. Can we get that? 
well, that sounds like it's social distance. Yes, it's all in order, blah, blah, blah. Way we go and get guys going to watch their football team again. I'm, I'm surprised that only Dave Cormack is um, beat, banging the drum about this. Um, it needs more than just him because it's now starting to sound like it's just a one-man coup. When really, I mean, I, I want I want to see fans in from the lower league point of view, not from the Aberdeen point of view, but from the yeah. lower league point of view. But I mean, it has got to be done right. But I, I really wish that you no, know, like the Falkirk chairman, I'll be Nova's chairman, would all come in and say, "Listen, we're prepared to put in three hundred, one fifty, whatever it may be, um, and, and just put a bit more pressure." Because I think if there's more pressure put on um, the government, they might let some in. But because it's what infuriates me, what, yeah, it what like infuriates me is it. Um, you can go into the View Cinema in Aberdeen and Glasgow when it opens back up to watch the richest league in the world, but you can't go support your local team. Sadly, I know they're also telling you that when you when you go for your Christmas dinner, open the window, let the fresh air in. You have to have your dinner outside, by the way. <laughs> I'll fresco in December. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no fresh air in the picture hall. Yeah. I, you know, we've all got different opinions, and I think we all come to the same conclusion. That for 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 everybody's sanity, they, you know, just look at the. It's, it's no it's no um, difficult to understand that people are under a wee bit of pressure. They want to go and watch their football team. It's a game we love, you know. It's for national sport. I'm just qualifying for the European Championships. Or, you know, in Scotland, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're in a wee bit of a high. Let guys go back to watch the football. You know, whatever your ground holds, have a certain number and get them in. By the way. Nobody's come out with, with, you know, how, how the teams are going to survive with this again. Nobody's mentioned that, although there's been a grant, I, I presume, getting paid again, split amongst all the clubs. Yeah. But do all the clubs get that? What do they get each? Teams I, are I, I don't know how they'll work that out. Probably no. as well compared to the income they would normally get as well. Yeah, it might cover um, some of the shortfall they've already had um, because I think it's, what, 10 million between the 30 clubs um, and the from Championship to League 2 and it's a grant it's not a loan like the loan in the Premier League but how are they going to divide that up I mean they're not going to divide that by the 30 clubs and just give a meaningful share they're going to do it high um, reaches in the Championship because they have a bigger outlay and stuff and it's a difficult one as I say I don't want to criticise the Scottish Government too much um, because they are under a lot of pressure but at the same point I do feel as though there's a wee bit of a um different attitude to football and as you mentioned the um as you mentioned the Euro, the Euros are coming up which we're hosting not only is that crucial um for Scotland fans to get to etc we've got fans coming over for all over Europe the money that's going to be generated for these championships um from a hospitality point of view as well as a football point of view is enormous yeah yeah absolutely 100% hopefully with the vaccine coming in things will improve in 2021 so let's look positive yes yeah definitely Absolutely. Um, so I think in terms of predictions, I think everybody and their dog had hearts to win the league. I think we did. Yeah, I think we did. Um, I, I can't see that changing, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think you'll go on and win it. Um, John, you had Dundee and Fairland and Inverness in the top four. Yeah. Uh, which, no one maybe just now at the moment is Dundee. It's the, the one that's struggling. Uh, Ali... Same teams, Dundee and Berlin and Burness. I think I had the same as well, actually. I think Dundee's without the, the disappointing 
package out them, but then they're only three points off the playoffs. So you know that yeah. we're we're talking, um, you know, they're sitting seventh place late, but they're only three points behind. So there's still a lot um, to play for. Um, as I say, I still think they need to. Um, there's something not clicking there that they need to change, um, and we'll just need to wait and see how they go. And Inverness, I still expect will be in there. Um, his air usually fall away at some point. But you just never know. I mean, we could be totally wrong. But I'm not surprised if Fellman's in there. I think I meant to put them in the second place rather than the third place, um, to be fair. Um, I'll just say I put them in no particular aye, order. Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> the, way I look at it, the way I look at it as well is that the fact that the day have won two games out of seven. You know, when are they going to, they, they going to all of a sudden win five games in a row? Where do you get that for? Yeah. The only thing they do have after Fellman, they've got Queen of the South and Arloa. Which are favourable fixtures. So yeah. I think maybe if you look at it at the new year and they've not maybe got six, at least six points out of the, the nine, you would think, oh, this could be a difficult season. Yeah. Yeah. With no disrespect to Queen of the South and Arlo, but Dundee should be expecting to beat these teams. Yeah. 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 Uh, myself, in terms of there, I had, again, Dundee and Vernet and Thurman. So we all had the same teams in the top four. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, maybe we'd still stand by it. Burn have just scored in the last minute to make it three two. Oof. Oof, really? Wow. I'd seen Stephen. I'd seen Steve Davis had scored in the eighty eighth minute. I just uh, seen that, and then uh, Chris Boyd's come up and, and it says three two. I think. Usually, I've not got my bins on, so. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine how Chris Boyd will be feeling right now. <laughs> well, that's what I'm looking at the telly for. <laughs> His reaction, I will not be smiling so much. Uh, I know we're not covered in the lower leagues, but we spoke about it in Monday's podcast. If Rangers are not to go on and win this League Cup, it puts a big bit of pressure on Gerard in terms of the league needs to happen. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable pressure. We've got a few Rangers fa- yeah, pals that are fans, and this is the need to win this trophy, and they're not going to win it unless you score in the last minute. So, uh, just uh, obviously. It does link in with the lower leagues. Hearts, do we, do we fancy their chances on Sunday? Um, you asking me, John? Well, either of you. You go first, Sally. You're the expert. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I um, I think they've got every chance. Don't know if Celtic's turning up now. They've not got any consistency at all. They played really well against Leo. The managers put in a couple of boys that have not been anywhere near the team. To try and get, as we spoke about earlier, that wee spark, a wee something. I, th- I still believe that McGregor's the best Celtic player in the team, but he's played far too much football for me over the last couple of years, and he's he's at a place where I, where I go, he's making trees. Every every Europa League game there, he, he caused the goals, whether he was late coming out for a corner, giving the ball away, just things that are known his game. Um, so. You know, I want to see him back to where he is and maybe he could do a rest, but it's a big game and you've got to play your best players in a big game. So whether he sticks with these two young boys, Sorrow and Turnbull, I think he's back to his tried and trusted, I don't know. But maybe they, maybe leaving the tried and trusted a couple of guys out has given them a wee boot up the backside that they needed. Yeah. I think that's what Celtic players needed. I don't know what you feel. I just think they're in a, they're in a safe place. They're winning all the time. This is easy. Yeah. Turning up and putting their jersey on. And then all of a sudden, they lose a couple of games, they go, wait a minute, and the manager's got to start changing it. So then it becomes a kind of unhappy dressing room. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, was like competition for places. Some guys knew they'd be playing every week. 
they don't have any competition. Absolutely. So, I mean, have they got a chance? Aye. Do I think Celtic will win? I do expect Celtic to win. Because um, I think, I'm not going to say they've turned the corner because I've no, but if they win this, then they win their next league game. That's them, you know, getting back into a rhythm again that they need to be. Um, I don't think it'll dent Hearts' promotion charge in any way whatsoever because it's a cup final, as John said, rightly said, last season's cup final. So they've still got this season to concentrate on and I think that'll drive them on to win the championship pretty, not easily, but pretty comfortably. But do I think Celtic will win? Yes, but Hearts have got a chance because all it takes is a free kick, a decision, as you know, and, and then Celtic are. And if there was a crowd in, John, then... You know, the, the, the unhappy crowd let let the players know they get into a wee kind of hiding mode and they kind of hide out the road. So maybe it'll be maybe it'll be good for Celtic. You know, having a crowd in. And the weather yeah. has to be pretty poor as well. Maybe that's a bit of a leveller. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, it'll, it'll be weird. Um, one, the fact there's no fans at Hamden um, for the cup final. The other one being there'll be Christmas music played at Hamden and Scottish Cup final day. That doesn't sound right. But um, the other the other weird thing is that Celtic have lost um, for the first time in 35 cup games to be knocked out of this season's League Cup. And they're about to play this last season's Scottish Cup final to win their fourth trophy in a row, even though they've been knocked out of competition. So it's a bit, that's just um, Scottish football. What crisis that? What crisis? I know. But, um, it, I, can, I can picture Craig Gordon. You beat 3-2. Oh, did they? There we go. You beat that's, that's an incredible result for St Mern. Incredible. Jim Goodwin's doing a terrific job there, I think. Yeah. Even, prior to, even prior to that result. Yeah. I, I like him as a manager. He speaks well, I think, as well, after games. I think he, he seems like a guy that will mm-hmm. do well. I can see him going yeah. progression to a better club in the future. What yeah. what a chance Hibs, Livingston, St Mern <laughs> and, uh, and uh, St Johnston will think of winning a trophy. And how good how good is it going to be that one of these teams will win it? No disrespect to, to Rangers. I know they haven't won anything for a while, but it's better to see one of, um, one of the teams that's not the old firm win the trophy, in my opinion. Well, obviously, we'd like it to be Aberdeen, John, but that wasn't happening after. But here you go, boys. But what happens there is, is who's the pressure on now? I think it's Hibs, right? Aye. Mm-hmm. So the pressure's on Hibs. Can they deal with yeah. it? I mean, so so they've got to live with that pressure on Stevie Rangers or Celtic being in it. And well, it changes you, the whole game. It yeah. changes up. Do you remember the year that um, Hibs beat both Celtic and Rangers and route to League Cup found they lost to Livingston? <laughs> yeah. League Cup, yeah. Yeah, he just. It's just amazing, aye. So that's how it works. So, mm-hmm. um, good luck. I, I think St. John still fancy their chances, by the way. Yep. I, I, I think St. John still fancy their chances. And there's another team. I've had this argument loads of times, John. I know you're soft spot for Aberdeen and all that, but mm-hmm. Derek McInnes, is, 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 he's won, but how many trophies has he won in all these years when Rangers were out of the league? I think Aberdeen should have another couple of trophies up their sleeve. Because yeah, definitely. My, and guys are saying to me, he's doing a great job. I'll ask any Aberdeen fans if he's doing a great job. The style of football, the way they should have made trophies. I mean, you've got every team, St Mirren, Ross County, um, Inverness. Inverness. All these yeah. teams were winning trophies when Celtic and Rangers weren't winning. Well, Aberdeen should have been winning them. Yeah, you know only one win. Mm-hmm. Only one win. That, that's my point on that. You know, I think Aberdeen should have another couple of trophies in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even in a couple of cup finals against Celtic, well, one in particular, I think Aberdeen should have won um, the 2017 Scottish Cup final, the famous Rooney, uh, sorry, uh, Kenny McLean, Johnny Hayes scenario. If that yeah. goes in, I think we're winning it, but yeah. that's another day. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we're, 
on to this week, weekend Scottish Cup final. I can see Craig Gordon come back to haunt Celtic. He should be Celtic's oh, yeah. goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. But I totally agree with you. You should have given him an R year's contract, without a doubt. You give him an R year's He probably wouldn't have been the state they're in the new. Spent £9 million on a striker and a goalie. That, 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 it used to be guys when people would sign Celtic or Rangers would go for a big signing. You kind of heard of the guy, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know these guys were. You know, they don't even come up in the PlayStation 2. On the, on the, <laughs> the PlayStation 2? They're the PlayStation 5 now, are they? <laughs> It's PlayStation 5 now. I've got, I've got, I'm at 98 up there. You still got a spectrum. <laughs> He's just upgraded from the Mega Drive, John. <laughs> yeah, I've got up the Betamax. <laughs> I've got 30 goals this season. Yeah, how, co- how come your videos in black and white? <laughs> <laughs> I, still put, I still got to put the 50 pens behind the telly. <laughs> but... No, seriously, these guys, they signed these guys and, and, and the board gave them nine million quid. They didn't even know who they are. Nine million quid? Come on. You would expect as we have that money that Ajeti would be starting. But I mean, how much did it cost? Must, well, there you go. Go back to the original statement there. How much would it cost a year to give Craig Gordon an year's contract? No. I mean, yeah. and if you, he's, he's, better than, he's better than Scott Bain and he's better than Barkas. Absolutely. I do have any disagree with him. Who starts because Hazard started the last two. I don't imagine he'll start the final. Is it Barkas or Bain? I think he'll go with Bain, personally. I think he might do that as well. Yeah. I think he might go for, but Yeah, I think he might go for, for him. But um, no, it's going to be interesting, his team selection. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big pressure, isn't it? Yeah. Do, 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 do you get, do, the guys that have turned it run a wee bit, do you give them their chance? Mm-hmm. That, that's a big... That's why, he's, that's why he's a manager. He's got to make that decision. Like Turnbull looks like he's the one the most likely, I would think. He's been superb the last two games, I think. Yeah, definitely. Dictating play, he wants the ball. He always wants the ball when he's always doing something. Yeah. And he always, he yeah. always hits it on target as well. He has yeah. a shot and goal. It's mm-hmm. always the best keeper. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. He's a really good player. Um, I tell you, you mentioned that James James Forrest is missed and um, over-criticised by Celtic fans. I'll tell you a player that's really over-criticised by Celtic fans and I'm pleased he did well at the weekend from Greg Taylor. I don't think he's put a foot wrong since he's went to Celtic, but he get criticised basically because he's not Kieran Tierney. They dropped him, brought in the slacks out who can't defend and they went in that run and Taylor came back in and did very well by all accounts and he actually beat a player and nearly set up a goal as well. I think he's a very good player that's underappreciated, I think. It's because he came for, for, for a smaller club than Celtic. Yes. And, 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 and a lot of people turn their nose up at that, didn't they? They don't want to see a guy yeah. kind of progressing and getting better. You know, the boy Turnbull came for Motherwell and spent a few quid on him. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's been well for him. So, you've got to try. And, and, and sometimes these players need that to progress in their life. And, well, you know, will Turnbull be a Scottish internationalist soon? I hope so. I hope some of the young guys are. You just need to see if they can handle that environment, especially when the crowds come back in again, whether he's up for it, because you're really unperforming in front of that, and then all the things that go on outside football as well. It's a big bit of pressure on boys, you know. Yeah, um, definitely. I think he's got it, so we'll just need to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he seems to be over his injury. And Taylor as well, he's a steady Eddie. My only criticism of Taylor is, and I know it's an old, old thing, is the modern day game, back post balls, I just think he's, Maybe sometimes caught under it, but he's height wise and things. But mm. um, but that's the only thing. He, he defending on the wing, he's quick. He gets up and doing to support. He's got a decent cross. He's got everything else. But it's just that back post thing for me, and that's just me. That's no, yeah. 
you know, I, I, I like somebody that's kind of decent in the air, you know, like a Charlie Mulgrew at left back or something, you know, a big tall boy that can, can read the game at the back post, Lustig at right back. I'm just mentioning these players because yeah. they were all, mm-hmm. all, all a decent height. But So basically what you're saying, Ali, is if you were still playing, you'd be peeling on to Greg Taylor. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Why no? Aye, you're right. And, and, and loads of guys that you've watched playing, aye, Kenny Day, Brian McPhee, they don't be peeling on them. You know, get the ball to the back post and I'll just break out of the tap him and either score or hear it down for somebody else. Aye, you're right. And you don't see that enough. But I'll tell you what, you can, I can tell you this, if Rangers were playing Celtic and Barisic just get the ball, where's it going? Back post. Back, that'd be him for somebody else coming in at the back post. So, mm-hmm. um, it's the same in the other wing with, um, you know, Tavernier would play the ball towards where Frimpong is, because Frimpong's not um, a big player. Totally yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, it's, uh, Rangers this season have been the team for me that have impressed on the flanks with delivering the ball into the box, because if you don't deliver the ball into the box, you don't score goals. Yeah. Everybody else is still trying this Arsene Wenger, let's play through the lines, let's try and feed it through to people. Get it really frustrates me. I've seen teams taking corners and the goalie ending up with the ball. And all Short you're saying must have watched that. Do you know Garfield you heed it to telly? Short Aye. corners as well. People oh. are going, oh, big Ali's old school now. I'm not old school. If I'm running up for a, if I'm a centre back, if I'm big Shane Duffy running up for a header and my goalie gets the ball, I'm going like, what's going to happen? You know, get the ball in, give me a chance. But it doesn't, doesn't beat the first man. Does he beat the first man? Yeah. And I've seen a lot of that as well. It's the action on the ball, I've got to throw mm-hmm. it. No, you're right. Um, Rangers, you know, the more balls that get into the box, the more chance you've got to get an OG, another corner, a goal, anything, a, a deflection off of somebody. Deliver it in there and see how, see how they can deal with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they'd be we, watch that way. Yeah, I was talking um, on, a, um, on a, uh, chat about things that, that annoy us about um, modern day football, less um, five things. And one of them I came up with was the, amount, the, the wages that players are on. But the worst thing about it is most of them can only kick the ball with one foot. That really frustrates me. Like, I mean, Lionel Messi is obviously one of the best players we'll ever, we'll ever see, but he's so one footed. Um, and I think, like, you know, I'm not necessarily picking on him, but you know, Raheem Sterling can only use his right foot, for example, as an one. He's in 300 grand a week at Man City. They should be able to use it on both feet. Aye. Well, well the, the brilliant David Cooper, we, we used to go down to train. David Cooper, I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I told you this one. We used to go down and train, and we were struggling. We crossed and finishing one day. And um, Tom McLean says, I need a right winger. And, and, and Coops had been hitting him in for the left. And Coop says, I'll just go at the, the right wing and cross him the outside of my left foot now. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think some, some guys get away with it, you know. And, yeah. and, and Depends the on their ability. I suppose Messi could get away with it. You know, <laughs> I think you maybe notice it more so with left-footed players. Yeah. Aye. Something about left-footed players attacking-wise are like geniuses. Maradona, Aye. Messi, obviously Cooper from Dresdick. Remember uh, Ricoba at Inter Milan? Oh, who was, aye, there's a few of them in there. Who was the guy? Uh, aye, somebody, somebody else in Milan or AC Milan. Was it no Boban? The, the, uh, Stankovic, uh, maybe. Stankovic, uh, Hunter, yeah. The, the boy played for Real Madrid as well. The Prince, they called him. Uh, oh, absolutely fantastic left foot. The boy Guti as well. He was the same, wasn't he? Guti, aye. Oh, he was a aye. He could do anything, these guys. And they were great to watch, as you say. But no, I, I must admit, I think. I think modern day players are a wee bit better than the way they used to be with the two footed thing, but I'd never had a problem with it because 
I imagine she used to practice hitting a ball against the wall. You don't see a lot of boys doing it. You don't see any boys out, in fact, a ton who wear a ball. No. But, um, no they're all too busy going to these schools, no, these 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 uh, coaching schools. Uh, and cones, running around cones with a ball. Either that or play the PlayStation 2. You don't put cones in a football park, John, you know what I mean? No. <laughs> well, no, maybe, you maybe, maybe you do. Maybe you do. There's no cones out there. But, oh, but uh, you're right, aye. That infuriates me as well. It really does. The one I don't like, and I know a lot of teams do it now, but is the old inverted wingers. Wingers that are just always cutting inside. Hit the byline, get the ball into the box. Mm-hmm. Crosses. Get crosses to the box. Defenders hate, hate defending against it. He's a preaching no. off the same hymn sheet as me. If I've got a winger in my team and he'll not take the fullback on, then he's coming off. Aye. He's one and one and he doesn't beat him. He's coming off because he's not good to me. Aye. The amount of times I relied on a guy, guys getting past guys to get the ball into me in the box because it was so easy. So easy to get picked up after that. You'd made a run, you'd darted across the face and then the guy cuts back. Where are you going to go? You've got to come back out and get in. By that time, the other centre-backs came across and the movement's finished. The whole yeah. movement's finished. So that infuriates me as well. I totally agree with you about that. Well, you end up the, one, the, the, the main thing that kills me this season is, and I'm going back, I'm showing my age again, is the, the fashionable... Um, for one, I hate seeing guys going out and playing football now and their, their hair doesn't get ruined in the football park anymore because they're loaded <laughs> to the ball. Well, I don't know if they're allowed to hear the boy anymore. That's another, that's another touch well, of aye, aye, subject. Yeah. But, but the the the, the soaks over the knees thing kills me. Kills me. <laughs> what is that? They got a fancy dress or something? But what? and they seem to stay up as well, didn't they? Stay up. <laughs> Maybe double sided tape. Can't <laughs> <laughs> love it. Honestly, if somebody give us another goal celebration. Steady doing that big slidey across. With your knees, is that maybe that's how they put their socks over their knees so they can slide across the grass Aye. when you score a goal? Yeah, no, that's a couple of things that really, get right, right, really annoy me. You know, what was your favorite celebration? Oh, God, I can't remember, I don't know what I've done. I'm just, up near. <laughs> just thank goodness I scored, really. You know, it was I probably something like that. Um, no, I can't, I don't think they were the fashion then, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to think back to some of the guys I played with, even. And there wasn't any Mick Shannons around out there, you know, the big whirly, the whirly yeah. arm, you know, or Stuart Pearson just used to do that. And I'm going mm-hmm. back now, uh, Man United player, but mm-hmm. no, there wasn't really any. There was no slides and knees anyway. You couldn't do that because the parts weren't good. I think a lot of groundsmen must crack up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> When you see the big tram marks going up after a boy slid on them. Yeah. That's like, did either of you watch the, the Hearts documentary it was on? No. Yeah, see, the guy was good, wasn't he? The grounds the was uh, brilliant, wasn't he? Uh, Even uh, when they were doing the hospitality in the park, he was like, what, what's this all about? <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Excellent. Quite good, actually. I was quite impressed by that programme, actually. I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but it was good. <laughs> A lot of guys I was speaking to were wanting to see more in the dressing room and things, John, but I was looking at the aspect of what we're going through in COVID and the money it costs to run a football club. Yeah. That was the thing that stood out at me, you know? Yeah. I see Big Savage is away back as a sporting director or something there at Hearts. Big boy used to play with East Sterling and... Oh, I seen that earlier, I, I, He was doing it in Norwich or something, wasn't he? Mid-30s, aye. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about that until that kind of job that'll be, but they obviously need them in. Um, but no, it was a good programme. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. 
Nah, good stuff. So um, we're obviously, I think we've gone well past the end here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but, about to see if they want to come in here now. Uh, <laughs> but um, what, what you, what's your um, best of plans, Ali? Um, I've drank in the back garden for all that fresh air. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, I really don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have one of the beer machines, John, you know, so um, <laughs> I got a few kegs of beer ready for to just have a few beers. I, I quite like my German beer at the minute. Um, yes. Before you go, tell you a quick story about that. Um, when we were in Munich, obviously, years and years and years ago, and Big Alan McAnally took us to a nightclub. I think I told you, you know, we ended up in a nightclub. And I've always loved the arrogance of the Germans. The, the beer's fantastic. Um, and every time we go on holiday, we always find a wee German bar and again, I drink their beer, you know. But I was kind of peeved off a wee bit because Thomas Helmer had said to me on the park, we were talking, and I can't remember the score at the time. I think they were winning. And um, three, two, three, one, three, two or three, one. And um, there was about 37,000 at the game that was about 85,000 at the, the, the Olympic Stadium. And he said something to me and I says, where's the crowd tonight? And he went, oh, oh we have a very important game on Saturday. And I thought, you arrogant B, you know. <laughs> the only players are playing against. So later on, we went back to this place and Big Ramble got us in. And... Um, I went to the bar and got a couple of pints. I think it was me and Sean Dennis. I went and got Sean a pint. And I went and got a pint. And the boy Thomas Sickler was standing at the bar. He was a big six feet four boy. Smashing, what a player. He had a smashing game. And um, I get a beer and I just took a sip of it. My first beer, I took a sip of it. And he says, you like to me? And I, I went, oh, really, really nice. And he went, the best. And I thought, you've never tasted a pint of tenants lager, mate, have you? <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at me and I went, tenants lager's better than that. You know, and I didn't even want to drink it because he's arrogance, is he best? And I remember that. But it was a nice beer, but it was as good as a pint of tenants, mate, you know, so the only <laughs> thing is I kind of get tenants for my for my machine. That's the only oh. thing. <laughs> so I'm on, the, I'm on the German stuff again, so you're probably right when he says that to me. Aye, is it the sub you've got or the beer wolf? Is it? Aye, the beer wolf. Aye, aye, nice, magic, really good. Um, I, I went through that wee phase of in lockdown, the same as the rest of these. We try and be different cans and be different. I like the Joker IPA and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But I say, I'm not promoting drinking or anything like that on 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 the podcast. Definitely not. Drink responsibly. <laughs> it's just a wee taster. I have and um. I was getting fed up with that and, I, and, and a couple of my mates had them and I went, I can't go and get myself one of them so my wife bought me it and it's the best thing I've ever done, you know, because it's it's just like, it's like a pint. So, so the pubs, I mean, don't want to go to the pub anymore. So <laughs> it's the only difference is you're sitting in the house. But yeah. but um, no, it's, it's, it's good because um, when we can get back to my boy coming around or getting my old man up I've not seen for ages, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's good that way but and I, we knew this was coming, didn't we? When we kind of sat out the back, it was okay. When it was kind of the weather was no bad, and we right. could go. Out. I mean, no, it's just absolutely rubbish, isn't it? Rubbish. Yeah, yeah, hopefully not last long. Hopefully, we'll see numbers no. come down with the vaccine coming in and stuff, and then we'll hopefully. be laughing at this in a few months' time. Hopefully. Oh, here we go. What's your favourite Christmas movie? My favourite Christmas movie. You got one? Um, God, put me in the spot there, John. Um, it's a wonderful life. It's just it's always it's a wonderful I've still life. never seen that. I've still never, I've never seen it either. Well, well again, I'm maybe a bit older, you know, but um, it's a wonderful life. Christmas, Christmas movie. 
I'm not going to say Die Hard because it's not really a Christmas movie. Aye, but die Hard, aye. <laughs> is it Scouts, aye? You know, I could never understand how he goes into the, the Noki Sammy Tower where we have white vest on that's grey in the next scene. I love that, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, probably it's a wonderful life for Jimmy Stewart. Who's yours? I, I, I like Home Alone. Yeah. Right. Home Alone's a classic. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. I don't get bored. It's one of those films, you know, like some films, they'll go on and you get bored. Like, what was it? Uh, oh, the Nativity. I don't know if you've seen it. No. But mm-hmm. It's one of the ones, if you get younger, when you're younger kids and you would have it on all the time. Yeah. I can't go a bit home alone. I could watch it any time it was on and I wouldn't get bored of that, I don't think. Yeah. Die Hard as well. Yeah. Mine's, believe it or not, is actually Scrooged with Bill, Bill Murray. It's oh, not. It's good. I think it's um, real good. I just think Bill Murray's hilarious. Oh, that is good, <laughs> I think I'm actually turning into Scrooged, actually, the older <laughs> I'm getting. But um, I hope no. But I was going to say, the only thing about Home Alone is Donald Trump's in it, isn't it? So, aye. aye. The second one, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was trying to be serious in it. Little did we know it was going to happen years later. I know, yeah. Mind you, did the FA Cup, the League Cup draw in um, Satan Greaves as well? I don't remember that, did he? Yeah, I'll, I'll need to send you both the club. But yeah. Satan <laughs> Greaves, did, um, I think it was the Rumbleos Cup back then, and because um, uh, he pulled out Leeds versus Man United, and this, and Ian St. John says, ah, you've done, you don't know what you've done there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you've done there, I know. Little did he know what he was going to do. Oh God, I know that was just the light. That was just to start it. Yeah. Um, which if right, John's also asked the Christmas movie because I've also been asking my guests this. So, um, what's your favourite Christmas song? It's um, it's one of the Jonah Louis. Is it Jonah Louis? Jonah Louis ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always find them in the kitchen at parties. Is that Christmas? No. Is that a Christmas song? Is it? I, um, I, I think the one you're talking about is that messed up with Calvary. Calvary. That's it. Yes, that's my favourite. Or else, or else. I quite liked uh, Paul McCartney one with the war and they're playing football. Mm. Is that what that was Pints called? Pints of Peace, yes. Mm. That's a good outside one, that. I'm not into the wizard of the other ones and all that. And When you're a young boy and you're at the dancing, you hear them too much and it kind of... Mm. You're wicked a wee bit, you know what I mean, John? So, no, I like the other one. I like, the, I like that. I like, I like the one they're playing football across the... You know, the the Battle of Somme or whatever, and they, they stopped. Aye. That was quite a good video. I liked that. What's yours, John? Oh, it's got to be Slade for me. Slade. I love that one. I've heard it too much. Aye, Aye true. I, although I do have an outside one of the day, Andy Williams' um, most wonderful time of year. I think that's vastly underrated. Or else you've got the, there's another one as well, isn't there? Um, there's a the Pogues. I think that's overrated. I think it's overrated. I think it's a decent song, um, but I think people like it just because there's a couple of sweary words in it. It's different though. It's not a cheery song, is it? Most Christmas songs are cheery. Or well, happy new. We it's bandit. That type of thing, whereas mm-hmm. it's bandit. The bandit. Oh, bandit. There's no bandit song now. They no, they oh, yeah, I, oh, I think oh, some, I somebody did. Yeah, some aye, some radio stations aren't playing them. Um, I know for a few years that um, the Mel and Kim's version of um, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree has been um, cut because it's got reference to Rolf Harris in it. Okay. That's another story, isn't it? 
So, your Christmas dinner, what is the favourite item on the plate? Oh, good one. Probably pigs and blankets. I could eat pigs and blankets by the barrel. Yeah, my wife was sitting here and now she would just say everything. But I, I love Brussels sprouts. Brussels. Oh, no bacon through them. You put a wee bit of bacon through them. Bacon through them. I love Brussels sprouts. I love them. I could eat them on a time. I could eat a plate of them. Absolutely brilliant. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in that room. social distancing in place just now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, out, I'm outside anyway with my... my <laughs> <laughs> just depends which way the wind's going, but... <laughs> No, I'm a traditional Christmas dinner, guys. I like all the stuff, all the trimmings. That's what I, that's what I love. My wife does it every year, and she always says, "I think we'll do something else." And even the once or twice we've managed to go, I'm a traditional Christmas dinner. I love it. Absolutely love it. Aye. We'll be going on something better than Brussels sprouts, surely. Oh God, aye. <laughs> um, do you know, in terms in terms of size, there's some about parsnips and carrots I love at Christmas. And sometimes you put them in with honey glaze. I think that's good. But in terms of in terms of main, um, I'm not a turkey person. I've never really liked turkey. But in years gone by, it's been like roast roast beef and stuff. But this year we're having um, gammon joint, which I'm ruling forward to. Oh, I like that. See, I like that. I know, you know, probably a bit of that. Oh, brilliant. I mean, I always remember my wife cooking for twelve years. The whole family were in. And my boy, my boy and my daughter were a bit younger, mm-hmm. and um, the the plate came out, and I, I was we were all looking right forward to it. Me and my boy said to my missus at the same time, "You've not got any parsnips." <laughs> she went off a rocker by the she went off a rocker. You'd have been sitting outside, <laughs> and and you know I'll never forget her face when we said that. But, but we we love parsnips, not that I know, but no, uh, if there's a wee bit of ham or a wee bit of something else alongside with it, you get a wee double done, or you yeah. can't beat it. Do you know what else I like my Christmas dinner that you don't get any other time of year? It's pork sausage meat stuffing. I absolutely oh, love that. I, I, you I, never, get, I like that. never get that any other time of the year. I've seen myself <laughs> eating that by itself. Aye. I like that as well. Oh, I love it all, man. Oh, brilliant. I'm not a big yeah. pudding guy. I'm not a big pudding. I'm not a Christmas pudding guy. I like a bit of trifle or something like that. I'm not a big Christmas pudding because I've ate that much in my dinner that right. I can't eat pudding. Aye. Plus, you've got to leave a wee bit for maybe a couple of wee after mm-hmm. aches and a wee glass of wine later on or oh, whatever. Aye, you know. aye but it's not to. Aye, yeah. you know, once, once you, when you put home alone on and that, that, that shit, <laughs> well, here we go. Aye, that's when you sit falling asleep with all the, and being tired <laughs> for all the meal. <laughs> I look forward to it, boys. Best Christmas night out that you had back at playing football, Ali. Um, Wraith Rovers um, we had a fancy dress I was Elvis uh, <laughs> nice Dale had the uh, remember the <laughs> I don't know if I was mentioning this remember the Roy the, 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 no Roy hang me who do you call the guy with the, the ostrich oh oh Rod Hill Bernie Cliff Bernie Clifton Bernie Something. Is it not Rod Hill you're talking about? Oh, no, 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 Rod Hill with the emu, didn't he? Aye, aye. The legs were in it, aye. But Bernie Clifton had used to walk about the stage with this thing, you know, and he was holding the heat, but it was... So he was telling Tim, um, Peter Ellison was a teddy boy, and John, John, John makes day was Gary Glitter. <laughs> yeah, we've had Rod... We can't, that's, we've had Rolf Harris and we've had Gary Glitter. Like. <laughs> and you know what? 
John, this is the funny thing. I had I, I was comparing the karaoke that night, and I had all the boys coming in, and I was giving them a big introduction to the song. And I told Jock, I met Jock a cut a few weeks ago there. Um, I said, Do you remember that time when he went, you 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 say to me, go and you into the toilet and I'll introduce you. And it was it was um it, back in the, one of his songs, right? The, hello, hello, I'm back again, all that stuff. Is John McStay and he came out the Gary Glitter gear on the went if only we knew then, you know. <laughs> That's why Duncan Ferguson headbutted him then. <laughs> he didn't need to remind me about that. But I mean that was that was absolutely <laughs> what a night. And by the way, when we I told you before, John, when we went out, it wasn't like eight or nine is it was twenty three, twenty four. The reserve yeah. boys know that always. And we started up the stair in one of the suites and then we went right down to the tune. So it was really, really Brilliant! That was a great Christmas too. That was really good. Good. That, was that in Jackie's as well? Um, we ended up in there probably. Um, but I always remember big Ronnie Coyle getting out the dinners. We got a Chinese in for all the boys. We're sitting up the stair. He'd ordered it on, organised it, and everybody's sitting down. And nobody's too bothered about the grub. They just want to get fired into the Aye. drink. No? Yeah. The dinners were coming out, and big Coyle, who loved her, loved a bit of scran, right? Big Ronnie's getting his dinner out. Now, is that everybody? He forgot he ordered his cell one. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd feel it off with one of the young boys. And then he's wanting your dinner, one of the young boys gave him it, you know. He forgot he ordered his cell one. Absolutely brilliant. What a laugh. But that was that was good. That was that was a good Christmas. Good couple of Christmases up there. Aye. Excellent. I think that's us, I think. Yeah, definitely. We'll be ready for Christmas now. Oh, I'm going to be dreaming of any parsnips and any Brussels sprouts tonight when I go to my bed. Aye. <laughs> Your wife's kicking you in another room. Enjoy <laughs> well, we that, boys. That's good. Uh, th- thanks again, Ali. Hopefully we'll, we'll get you on for um, the second, third review going into the last nine games. Absolutely. Uh, we've got, uh, the teams have got a lot to play for. Looking forward to it. Aye, oh, it'd be good. be good. Right, cheers, guys. Yeah. Cheers, have a good cheers, one. Cheers, everyone. Yes, cheers, cheers, boys. Cheers. All the best. Thank <laughs> you.